Welcome to Investor Insights, the wealth management podcast where we address investor needs, help you enhance your financial situation, and explore all parts of a person's financial life. And now, the host of Investor Insights, Mike Williams. Hi there. Welcome back. It's Mike Williams with Genesis. Uh, Thanks for joining us here on Investor Insights, our latest podcast episode. We're going to call this one uh, So Many Myths, So Little Time. Uh, Keep in mind, we speak from this backdrop. The markets are uh, literally maybe dozens of points or less away from record highs, all-time highs. Even the NASDAQ, by the way, uh, has breached its uh, all-time high in recent weeks, all the way back to the top of the tech bubble that some people are still afraid of, strangely enough. Uh, What do I mean by so many myths, so little time? Well, again, against a backdrop of 30 years of watching the markets and helping clients move through those economic cycles. Uh, There have been so many stories told to us that simply were either untrue to begin with or never even remotely panned out. Um, I'll highlight a few of them as we enter the summer of 2015. I, I joke about summers only because I tell myself every summer that I'm not going to pay attention to anything because no one else does. And uh, you don't ever miss anything in the summer except good prices. That's all you miss. Uh, A lot of people are afraid of a summer swoon, but indeed they've all become benefits if we were paying attention because you got to temporarily buy things cheaper. Uh, Now, So what kind of things strike me as uh, the myths that we ought to sort of realize were indeed just that? Um, Oil is fresh on everyone's mind because it has plummeted in price in recent months. It is the latest reason that people use as a fallback of assuredly bad times coming. (laughs) It wasn't too many years ago. In fact, it was the summer of 2008 when crude oil spiked to $148 a barrel. I remember the evening that it hit $148. There was a piece that went on for an hour and a half. It was on a major financial network, should go unnamed, but I'm sure everyone can guess which one it is. It was an hour and a half of horrible stories about how the Middle East and its control of the global oil market would cause us all to perish. Uh, We were going to see complete economic collapse because chanting of $300 a barrel crude oil was a regular occurrence at the time. You may remember the the leaders of Iran and Colombia, Venezuela, other countries that the leadership at the time just really didn't like America. All of them were waving their swords and shouting at any microphone that would uh, be put in front of their face that they controlled the world because they had the oil. And, of course, in the midst of all that darkness and fear and 
uh, media hype, what was really happening is the seeds were being born to drive the most miraculous recovery in our oil industry ever seen in the history of the United States. So snapshot forward uh, two-thirds of a decade and you find that we are about, oh, half a decade or so away from being completely free of crude oil coming from other places. Of course, that oversupply and that new technology has now caused the price of oil to collapse. So indeed, we've gone from chance of $300 a barrel oil to, oh my gosh, now it's going to hit 30 Well, you know, it'll be a while before it hits 30 but we do think that's in the horizon. Uh, but not for reasons that everybody thinks. You know, the, the myth of crude oil is that somehow we're going to run out of it. All we really needed was better technology to get to the stuff we knew already existed. And strangely enough, in the process, we have found other ways to offset the demand of crude oil. And it's a good thing because the world is going to continue to grow and consumers are going to continue to be born. And that's just the way life evolves. Of course, there'll be some other terrible thing that will befall us because of all that. But why worry about that now? We have plenty of time ahead to worry about it. So the myth of, of terrible things for crude oil apparently happens in both sides of the price scale. We've learned in recent months that not only was uh, costly crude oil bad for us, but cheap crude oil is as well. Uh, I suspect the former will become as big a myth as the latter. But uh, indeed, here we are. Um, <clears throat> One thing that strikes me as uh, funny and another myth is all the chatter we hear constantly if we have a bad uh, employment report that somehow jobs are tough and income isn't being made and somehow uh, the middle class is suffering. Well, indeed, if you do something very simple, and that is take all the data from private wages and salaries and you multiply it by the number of people who have a job, you will find that we are at record highs in personal income. We have never had more money. We have never had higher net worth. We have never had more liquidity. We certainly don't remember having lower interest rates. Housing is more affordable today than it's ever been. Uh, yes, jobs are tougher to come by, but not because they don't exist. It's because uh, certain sectors of the market, working market have to retrain themselves. You know, we are advancing as an economy. Uh, we're not a blue-collar industrial world anymore. Sure, we still create stuff. We still manufacture stuff. But instead of thousands of people running a factory now, a couple dozen do because the computers and the robots and the technology tools run the rest. So it isn't any longer uh, the guy that needs to turn the bolts and run the crane. It's the guy that needs to understand the software. So it changes. It isn't ending. It's just starting something new. Um, what else could we talk about that's a myth? Uh, I think the next myth would have to be that um, uh, this idea of investing, I think what w one of the um, – one of the craziest things ever created for investors was this idea of boxes. You know how when you 
hear from someone, you know, how does your portfolio diversify itself within the boxes? You know, there is a square. It looks like the tic-tac-toe board that you played with as a kid, and now it has nine boxes in it, and some very big web-based companies have created an entire marketing scheme around these nine boxes um, under the idea that if you find a manager or a product in each of these boxes, you will be properly diversified. And indeed, what you find is that not only are you not properly diversified, but you come up short in trying to hug the index that you are trying to exceed. In fact, data proves repeatedly that managers that are told they're in the, for example, large cap dividend box, uh, often underperform their box. They underperform their index and they only outperform it when they start doing things outside of their box. <laughs> in other words, when they stop conforming, they start doing better. So the idea of having boxes, um, <laughs> we, what happens is when you look at a set of nine boxes, you, you tend to think you've got to have something in everything. Well, what really happens is you diversify, you diversify yourself to a point of mediocrity under this guise that if you diversify, you will lessen your risk. Uh, there's risk in everything. Diversifying yourself out of risk also diversifies yourself out of a return. So, so keep that in mind. Um, I, I take some words here from a report done by uh, a senior partner I worked with for years. Um, I, I quote here, I would not go so far as high-wire artist Carl Walenda in arguing that being on a tightrope is living everything else is waiting. Nor would I agree with automobile racer Mario Andretti when he says that if everything seems under control, you're just not going fast enough. But a corollary of enthusiasm is that you will more easily dare to take the chances necessary to progress. Usually this starts with daring to be different. One of my favorite investment writers and a successful manager, his name is Howard Marks, makes this point strikingly well when he writes, if you want your portfolio's performance to be above average, the portfolio will need to be different from the average portfolio by definition. In other words, to avoid a mediocre performance, you need to take a chance that your portfolio's performance will turn out to be below average. The same applies to life in general. If you don't dare to be different, you have zero chance of being better." Unquote. So what does that really mean? What that means is that we have been trained by Wall Street to think that there is some magic road that we can go down that makes us money and risks nothing. That simply is not true. It can't happen. It won't happen. It's impossible to happen. And anyone who tells you differently, you should stay away from.
Now, here's another uh, myth that we have uh, heard, and that is that QE, quantitative easing, one, two, and three, is the only reason the market rallied out of the abyss in 09. Well, what that means is the general public doesn't understand what QE was. As shown many times before, earnings for 2015 are now about 260-ish percent higher in the 12 months ahead than than they were for the 12 months of 2008. So what do we mean by that? Well, were the S&P also the same 260% higher, it would be at about 2,400 plus or more than 300 points higher than it is right now. The deep, dark secret of it all is that we continue to price earnings and value stocks under the guise of fear and more cheaply than at any time since the peak of the tech bubble. Back then, multiples of 40 and 50 times the entire index were the norm. Today, we get terrified if it's above the long-term average. By the way, the long-term average P.E. for the S&P 500 is 15.7. Today, as I do this podcast, the S&P is priced at about 16.4 times earnings. So yes, we are indeed above the long-term average, but only minutely so, and way, way below the peaks seen when people are really excited about stocks. So, listen, the world's a terrible place, we're told, yet we've never been more advanced, we've never been more wealthy, we've never produced more, and we've never had more opportunity ahead. The problems we see today are just like the problems we've seen in the past, and that is they are the gardens from which opportunity will blossom in the years ahead. And then new problems will arise. Keep in mind, without problems, there is no advancement. Think of everything in our lives. It is the result of fixing a problem somewhere Solving a problem, fixing a problem, making something easier, making it more effective, building a better uh, mousetrap, if you will. All of the things are a result of something being perceived as wrong before. That's what it'll be like in the future again. So what does that tell us? It tells us once again as we enter summer, we ought to pray for a good correction Pray for a summer swoon so we can buy another slice of that long-term opportunity on the cheap. And one final myth. Here it is. Here's the idea. You've probably heard this before. You're a fool to buy stocks in good companies when the market is at an all-time high. See, we call that altitude sickness. Everybody is terrified because now the market has rallied. And, oh, my gosh, every time it rallies, it goes down. I can't buy stocks at record highs. Now imagine for a moment if we acted on that idea at Dow 1001 or 3001 or 6001 or 
8,001 or 10,001. Because you see, every one of those was at one point an all-time new record high as well. So think about it. All-time new highs are simply a trick in our mind. And in the future, they won't look anything like that. It's been that way since the beginning of markets. It's been that way since the beginning of investing. The real item we have to pay attention to is don't conform. Don't do what's popular. Don't find yourself in the crowd because if you do, you can't expect to get any other result than what the crowd gets. So we hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Uh, Share it uh, with as many as you like. Ask us any questions you need. Remember, you can always reach us at info at genesisinvestor.com. And once again, thanks for your time. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us. And until next time, may your journey be grand and your legacy significant. Have a great day.